Hi, everybody. This is John DeCross, the comic, actor, voiceover. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 154 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, because he felt like it, the best damn voice in the business. Sam Matur. Can you smell what the pod is is cooking? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on We Podcast and We Know Things, your one-stop shop for all things pop culture. Head over to WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com, all one word to check everything out, your one-stop shop, like I said, for everything We Podcast and We Know Things. Got links to all of our social media, including our Facebook and Instagram, and our individual Twitter handles, at Samuel Matoro and at Greg Talks A Lot, uh, along with our store and our Patreon, and then our episodes from our We Pod Squad brethren, uh, the I on Ryan show and MRC Tech presents the last podcast. I'm a little behind on posting our episodes on the website. It takes like at least 45 seconds per episode, and I'm just I'm just a little behind on that, so I do yeah. apologize. Because hey, 45 seconds, it, it's tough to come by. I'm about four weeks behind, so that's well, a, that's roughly eight. When you're episodes. juggling seven podcasts, a child, a full time job, it, it's tough. Yeah, I'm also a smidge lazy. Yeah, so yeah. you throw that in the mix, and it's just it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We got a really fun show for you tonight. We've changed things up as opposed to the formatting a little bit. We are going to start off with trivia. Four and a half for me, two for Sam. But we're going to go a little differently tonight. We're starting off with music as we have a big, giant album review that we want to talk about. And that's where our top three is housed tonight. Very, very, very early on in the show. We move from music to wrestling with a little bit of impressions of AEW Dynamite and then some WWE news. Moving into the movie section from there, TV. And then I'll hand it off to Sam where he takes over in the game space before giving his CGC spotlight of the week. Then we give our picks of the week and we will get on out of here. But before we do that, we like we said, we're going to start with trivia. Four and a half for me, two for Sam, first to 11, win by two. Okay, here we go. Who was Who is the god of all Pokemon? Arceus. Correct. Wow. I was like, who the hell is Arceus? <laughs> all right, and normal type too, of, of all types to be... I guess normal. They were trying to do some god thing. I again. mean, I figured you had it, but it's I was in like, the bag. Yeah, that yeah, one's that yeah. one's in the bag. Some people say Arceus. I go Arceus. This one, I, it's really easy if you like Kevin Smith films, and I think you do. I'm not the biggest Kevin Smith fan, but I like a few. You, of you like them, right? You've seen, but memory, no, they're gone. I forget everything, so I'll probably ask for the answers. Okay, I think you got. It's Clerks related. Definitely. Let me just, just read the answers. Okay. <laughs> Not even kidding. I, there's no way I'm going to know. What was the name of the convenience store from Clerks? I honestly can't remember. That's fair enough. Yeah. So does that mean you just want to give up and not no, even no, take I, any I, points? Or from, want... from the beginning, I said, can you please read the answers? <laughs> a, a, quick stop. B, quick mart. C, shop and save. D, save mart. Oh, fuck. You fucked me up. <laughs> Here, you can read them if you just want to look at them. I don't want you to see my top three. I didn't say it. Oh, no, you're no, seeing no, everything. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I was going to go with the first one. It's Quick Stop, Quick Mart, Shop Wait, and Save. I'm save trying to think Mart. what he raps. <laughs> I don't know if it's in there. Just not trying to throw you off. I don't know if it's in there, but they stand out in front of it a what's lot. The, what's, said, the, what's the stop one or the Mart? Quick Mart or Save Mart. Two Marts. Go to Quick Mart. 
Quick mark. You were right the first time if you went with the first one. It was quick stop. Uh, see, I'm, you double, I double guess myself. I heard it the first time and I was like, it sounds right. Yeah, quick stop was the correct answer. Quick stop groceries is what's on the sign yes. for a bonus point. Uh, but now it's five and a half to two. This is what generally happens with trivia. I take a commanding lead and then I falter for roughly four months. Well, it's just if I want to really research for the question. That's how much. <laughs> this one was right out in the open and I said, I'm going to take it and be lazy this week. <laughs> I appreciate that. I needed a little cushion because it's two to one, Sam, all time for trivia challenges. So I have to win this one just to tie him and then win another race to 11 just to take a lead that Sam's had for about a year and a half I, now. I, I, by then, I may be out of questions. We might, be out, be we no might not have questions. a podcast. <laughs> We don't even know. You're right. Yeah. Well, I hope that that's not true. Jesus. (laughs) All right. We're going to start. It did. uh, Uh, We're going to start in the music section tonight with only one story. But last week we talked about a high level review of Blink-182's new record, Nine. But after that, we said, hey, guess what? Next week, Lilac is coming out from the early November, the latest offering from one of our favorite bands of all time. Uh, And what we decided to do was before we get into our top three, which is top three tracks off the record, we just wanted to talk about the record overall. So, Sam, I'll kick it over to you first for your impressions of Lilac from the early November. I I actually love this record. I I liked it a lot better than Imbue. Yeah, that's correct. In I mean, I, I, of course, I would never say a bad thing about early November, but Lilac for me, it it, it felt it hit home more. But you're allowed to. Yeah, like, you're yeah, allowed to say course, bad things. Course. It's not like you're not saying a sucks, yeah, right? You're yeah, just never. saying that is not, not doesn't speak to you like other stuff that yeah. they've done in the past. But I I do agree with you. I tend to I tend to love this record. It's uh, eleven songs. It's only thirty eight minutes. Um, in total, and for eleven songs, that's a little short. You, you usually you get like that one like five minute mm-hmm. song, and you don't get that much yeah, with no, here, which is, which is fine. And you really you usually get a couple different like acoustic breakdown songs, and they save it for the end in this record um, with the lilac. Yes, and so I was kind of expecting a little bit more acoustic, but I'm happy to say that it still works really well. Yeah, it closes one, down the record. The the one thing. This isn't a knock against it because I love this record. The one thing that shocked me that isn't on this record is that hard up-tempo crunch song yeah. that they give you. It seems like once yeah. a record. Even Imbue yeah. at it with Nothing Lasts Forever. I'm thinking like maybe they're thinking like torn-wise because I guess it could be him screaming a lot and sliding on his voice. And usually by the end, you know. this, But this record does have more of an electronic feel than oh, the yeah. other ones yeah. do. And I'm not saying that every song has a synth in it, right? There there are some songs that use whistling and there are some songs that use a keyboard. Um, and Joe played piano and keys on a lot of early November stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he contributed to this record. I don't know if I don't, it was yeah, more of an ace I project. I, mean, yeah, I don't think he did. But... It, it it sounds like a little bit more electronic, uh, but the the thing that this is lacking, the one thing that this is lacking, is that that ace scream, yeah, where he yeah. where he just gives it all. Which, like you said, it could be for a touring thing or anything. They, they could just choose not to play that song live, I guess. But that's what I. But if people I love it, and love, demand it. I mean, if, I personally if, love when Ace gets raspy and screams a little bit. Ashley, not so much, but I, I mean, love it. There's I was certain there's certain it. songs I like when he like he kind of screams, but there's some songs like I think the one acoustic song where he redid again. He kind of screams, and I'm like, ah, I like when he when he sung it softer. Yeah, but you're kinda, gonna not tell me that every night's another story at the no, very no, no, end. No, is, no, it's but, just no, like perfect. That's no, ace. But, yeah, that's, that, totally that's a song you. But that's like the end of the, that's like the end of the the concert. Like you need him to, to bring that. Yeah, and by then we're I mean we're screaming louder than he is. Yeah, you know? and, and you know I I think this record. 
could use a little more ace rasp and an ace kind of scream, but you could tell that his passion goes through because the way he talks about it and the way the whole band just puts it out there, this song is about like overcoming depression and the lyrics you do mean, tend to you, sway that you way. You know what I'm upset the them. most about this record? You're what you're upset about yeah. the most? Yeah. That I'm not going to be able to make the Philly concert. Mm, neither like, am I. I'm, like I'm out of town. I'm going to be in Baltimore at Baltimore Comic Con. And we have our first block party. Yeah. And our, like they're going to, what? They're in Jersey the, I think Night the day before. after. And Night I already before. talked to the surgeon. I was like, I'm, away both times i was like i am so butthurt yeah and i was like i was like i'm sorry i can't make it just just come just core again just bring yeah. come round two let's go yeah but we i would mean, just hey, pay them for a private show we should we probably could yeah. maybe I, I, hey let me grease the wheels a little <laughs> yeah. give me a give me a discount right give me a little discount yeah. a friend and family discount we'll, like we'll have a PayPal. nice barbecue dinner at the end it'll, it'll be nice that's right we could shoot a video yeah. Oh, to buy Sweet Lucy's. Oh, or Smokerheads. Smokerheads. Smokerhead. Yeah. Um, so again, record's really good. It's got they they released three singles before the record came out, and they were in order: Hit by a Car, Euphoria, I Dissolve, and Ave Maria. And when we heard them, we've talked None about each on one of my them. top three. Uh, okay, that's fair. I thought Ave Maria would have cracked the code a little bit, but now I know what your top three are, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. That leaves me set, uh, eight choices, and I'll bet you that... Uh, I know you'll get two out of three. I bet you we have two of the same out of, of three. Probably. But that's okay. <laughs> I know we don't have three out of three. Uh, that yeah, is a yeah, fact. Yeah, because you have Ave Maria. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. I have Ave Maria on there. Uh, so... They they dropped all three singles. We talked about them as they dropped. We kind of made the uh, the pretty deliberate call that they probably would rank Ave Maria, Hit by a Car, and then I Dissolve. Yeah. Now when you know it's it's crazy when the record comes out. Do you find yourself almost skipping over those tracks because you've heard them all before no. a couple of times, or you just still listen right through? I still hit play one yeah. all the way through and yeah. again. One again, all, all the way through. through. You know, I need, I need to hear that at least two, three times to get that. Because usually the first listen of anything, I'm like, eh, I got to hear it again. I really got to go kind of feel and you know, hear the lyrics, hear the music. How do the rest of the songs and records stack up to those three singles that they dropped, in your opinion? I, I, I think it, they do great. Usually, I'm, I love, like, absolutely love the last song. But for me, the Lilac didn't hit home didn't for hit me. Home. It yeah. didn't hit home as I usually love the last song on records for, for whatever reason. But yeah. I, I, you know other songs that are up there i really enjoyed yeah and again i'm totally with you the 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 lilac which is the ender on the record the 11th song it doesn't feel like an ender yeah no you're right it doesn't like usually when you have that big acoustic song it swells to like orchestral and and it really like just kind of overtakes your ears and like kind of fills your car or wherever you're listening to it and like you you feel like this big And yeah. then it just kind of goes and yeah. you're done. And there and like you breathe a sigh like the record's done. And then you skip it over again. And, and I didn't get this. I just felt like it just kind of ended. Yeah. The record. It just kind of ended. And I it just think, started I think it just us just, we want that one more song. And that's you another know? thing yeah. too. 11 songs is never going to be enough for me. I'm such an early November head that I want, I, you know, the, in wrestling when a great match is happening, they say fight forever. I'm just like yeah. play yeah. forever. Yeah. Like get me yeah, more and exactly. more. It, we waited a long time for this record. Yeah. MBU came out in 15. Yeah. I what think maybe that? 16. No, no, 15. It was 15, right. wasn't yeah. it? Yep. That's four years between records. And, man, I remember the first time I heard Imbue was on the way home from the mountains uh, when Ashley and I first got together. And I'm like, our whole relationship basically has spanned without a, with only two early November releases. Yeah. Now, granted, we, you and I purchased The Room's Too Cold yeah. and Ashley was there because we were all friends as kids. Yeah. We listened to it in Nicole's basement yeah. with Ashley in the yeah. room. So, I mean, right. my wife and I's relationship goes all the way back to literally the second early November record. 
Um, shit, I used to play Pretty Pretty in Bubbles Basement. Yeah. Yeah. So Acoustic, baby. <laughs> acoustic. Tried to teach other people how to play it. It was fun times. Uh, but let's get into it. Our top three favorite tracks off a of lilac. I mean, I feel like I can rotate these. Like, I, I don't know if I'm still satisfied. I'm going to a song. I told you I was going to try and pick them. Okay? okay. I'm going to a song, putting my finger over it, and I'm going to turn the phone around so you know um, that I am... Uh, that I've that I've done it, and here is my first choice. My weakness. Damn it! Wasn't it? No, I had Perfect Sphere. Mm-mm. Mm. I, my, I love my weakness. It's not I, on my list, but I, it would I, probably I, be my number four. I just think it's great. It just the music, some great German by Jeff. Some I feel like that's like the rock out song. Yeah, in, in the record. I mean, it's not maybe the the punch that you were looking for. Well, I think. it starts with the punch. Yeah, it's it's weird because when I first heard that song, I was like, ooh, the beginning kind of jarred me a little bit. The first maybe thirty seconds. Yeah, but then after that, everything is so catchy. Everything. Yeah, on I, that song. I, I heard it. I was like, Shh. like. I, I just, like literally on the way over here, like right before I left, I crossed that another song and changed mm. it because I was listening to the record. And I was like, yeah. man, I really love this song. Yeah, I, I would say my weaknesses had to be if if I could post a number four, that had just just missed my list. My number three is actually Perfect Sphere. Mm. Um, to, to me, it's a really it's good you opening really love song. Avery Marie, huh? I, I I was thinking that was going to be your three. Yeah, I, um, right. Perfect Sphere and in parentheses Bubble. Yeah, uh, is the opening track of the record. I think it's a really really good opener. I think openers go a couple different avenues. You either pump them up real hard, or you kind of soothe them away, and I think this song does more of the latter. Um, it's not the song that's going to get you amped to go. Actually, my weakness kind of does that. Yeah. Um, but Perfect Sphere to me doesn't have that first 30 seconds that weirds me out like my weakness does where I'm kind of like, okay, I love this song once I get past uh, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect Sphere, the whole song to me is is yeah. really, really good. Yeah. My number two is Perfect Sphere. Dude, it's catchy. It works. And it, it, it just starts the record off in just like such a great mood for me. And I'm like, that's a song that... I, I can just keep going back to it and never get tired of listening to it. Yeah, my number... Like, I want to hear that live. Yeah, my number two is Ave Maria. Um, I... Oh, I know... Now I know you're number one. I told you the other day yeah, what my number... Well, I, mean, I, I telegraphed it could, the shit. It I literally wrote my favorite song in the record by far is... And I showed you a fucking camera or a photo. It has not changed. My number four. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. We'll get to that then. Uh, Ave Maria, to me, not only is it a really good catchy song, I love the chorus, but that video is so fun. Yeah, it, it is What great. a nod it to Friday great. Night Lights. They yep. even have the Panther colors going. Uh, you have Jen. Family's wife it. is on. in it. His kids are in it. I want to say that's Uncle Sal. Salvi from uh, I Can Make a Mess's project. But, yeah, I, I think it's a great song. And it was a tough call for me, a really tough call. Um, but I'm, I'm sticking with it at my number two. It's a song that I, I continue to like listen to even on its own without even yeah. going through the record. Do you, do you think you know my number one? Um, yes. I mean, after I, I think I think you can get this one. I really took off everything else. I'll give you another second. Go ahead. Make my bed. Yeah. Dude. Boom. Great, great, Got it. great song. It flows great. I love yep. the whistling. I think that's a great touch throughout the song. And and. I really hope he, they, they're playing that live because I definitely want to hear that live. Yeah, that would be my number, that'd be my number five. Like that's the whole thing, man. Like we could have gone top eleven and just ordered the songs, yeah. and that could have been our list. It was it's, it's a tough list yeah, to have to, was, to go it through. Uh, but it, the, it was it was fun. Like ah shit. Yeah, because all yeah. the songs you said, I'm like, god damn, I love that song too. Yep. So we have very very similar tastes on this. There was not any song so far. I mean, my number one is still yet to be revealed, but. Uh, you already said it was your number four, so it sounds like no song that we named today. We're like, what the fuck yeah, are you listening yeah, to? No, yeah, nothing was out of nowhere. Um, yeah, so my number one is Comatose. I, I, I yep. just, 
I am so obsessed. Yeah, it's a great song. With that song. The whole yeah. way through. I think that I it's one of the rare songs where I actually like the verses much more than the chorus. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think the, the I think I felt that way for another song too. In in on this record yeah, particularly. Yeah, I dissolve. Yeah. Um I I am such a big fan of the verses, especially the second verse because it all kind of sh- bubbles up and sinks in at the same time for that second verse it kicks real hard uh kind of kicks you right in the balls a little bit i love that um just really really good track uh, you know um outside of you know the lilac was there any other song you know as we kind of finish up the review any other song that maybe you will maybe skip over next time i probably i would honestly just say lilac yeah you know that's it's not you know it's I, a 10 like, song record for you like i love thing. my pretty pretty like that's my acoustic that or should even throw make it happen like like something like that Never gonna know. I do. Never gonna <clears throat> like know. I, I just think that's go. such a, like a catchy song, and this one just sounded just maybe a little. T- I, I also know. think that they've matured a little bit to like that four bar chord oh, type yeah, of, of course. thing is kind of over. Um, I know that Nick had a hand in this record too, Bruzzese from uh, Man Overboard from the Lumberyard. I know the guys they recorded it there, which is really cool. And I know that this record is a newer concept. It was supposed to come out a lot earlier than it did, but they kind of rewent back to the well. You know, got Jeff in there to re-record yep. some stuff. They re-recorded a couple other songs, maybe scrapped some songs. So I'd love to have heard the director's cut of this record, maybe the first version yeah. that had come out. I'd love to hear some of the songs that maybe we'll never hear again. But uh, regardless, man, what a fun hey, record! I'm, I'm, I'm just, just glad to see that the early November is still together, still playing, still touring. They got you know, Surge is back touring every you know all the tours. I believe Jeff's not coming back till the Philly tour. I believe that's what he posted on, on Instagram. But I'm just buttered. I can't I'm, see I'm putting him. you on the spot, my friend. Shoot. Where does this rank in the pantheon of early November records? Not saying a definitive, like, I like it here, but, like, if you had to kind of throw it somewhere now, you know, is The Room's Too Cold still your favorite? Was it ever your favorite early November record, or is it the triple record that might be? And Like, are we not counting for all of this, or are we? Uh, it's, I would count that. I mean, it's an EP, um, yeah. but I would I mean, still... probably maybe Room's Too Cold 1, 2 probably for all of this, 3... I'm, st- I'm still with you on that one. It's at that triple it has, it has the triple record three for me. It has three, seasons. and I would even go as far as to say the mother, then the mechanic, then the path. Although the path is on its yeah. own a fucking awesome forty five minute journey. To be honest, I would either say mother mechanic three, then lilac four, then in currents, then in view. I am stuck between. I am stuck yeah. between where this falls for me. I'd also probably think imbue last rank ranks last yeah. for me. But I would, I would also say, what what do I like better, Lilac or Incurrence? I would exactly agree with your entire list there. But I, when I look at the songs on Incurrence, right? Like, A Stain on the Carpet, really good acoustic song. Frayed and Doubt, so good live. Yeah, that, that, Incurrence that is, is one of my favorite early November songs ever. Digital Age, they actually did really well on Imbue. I yeah. think that the version they did on Imbue was actually great. It was better, yeah. Tell Me Why is not a See, hitter for me. That's a, and I love it. Like, I'm yeah. the exa- I, I absolutely love it's, it. It's actually a song that I... Skip. I hate wow. to say it. I don't. I don't wow. enjoy it. And they play it live every time. And I so. love it. I'm kind of like close to you is my favorite song on the record. Um, and again, That's one good. of my favorite early November songs. Uh, and then from there, Guilt and Swell. All that. It's good, but um, it's kind of like again. It's I like, do love Call Off the Wedding. Call Off the Wedding. I, I do love that song. The acoustic version on 15 Years is even. It's, yeah, it's good. Oh, it's, it's good. I, I have better. that CD too. Yeah, that's it's a great song. So yeah, that's where I'm at. It's right in that. It's right in between Incurrence. 
and the triple. Like it's somewhere in there, yeah. right in the middle of. Yeah. of if, early if, if you have Spotify, download their early November Lilac. If not, go drop nine ninety nine on iTunes. Support the band. Like you know, they 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 put in the work and, and and they're currently on tour right now around the country. If you're in the East Coast or the Philadelphia area, Asbury, New Jersey, on the eighteenth, and Philly on the nineteenth. Uh, we won't be able to go to either one of those shows. Pissed. It does suck, man. It does suck. Yeah, but thank you to year. Ace and Jeff for hitting us the uh, on the Instagram post when we made a post about the record. We appreciate you guys, and we love you to death. You're the best. And uh, Surgery to me. I want to get another early November tattoo, but my wife would probably kick me in the nads. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to some wrestling. Uh, we had AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night. It's the premiere um, and I was praying and hoping that the ratings were going to come out before this show, and they have. Okay. So the cool. ratings are out, so we can actually have a discussion about it. Before we get into like the AEW versus NXT thing, because they both air at the same time, on yep. the same night. Yep. Literally, Wednesday Night Wars is back. Um, it used to be Monday Night War between Nitro and Raw, WCW. Uh, but that's back. We have a little bit of Raw SmackDown news. Um, Raw and SmackDown are doing their WWE draft. Next week. So we're going to have definitive people on definitive brands again. No more crossover. Um, And SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown starts tonight. So when you're listening to this podcast, Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. So we all know Brock's going to go over. Poor Kofi. Um, Yeah, I know, right? What a great run. That's a great championship run. Kind of ruined by by Brock Lesnar, as most things are. Uh, But we have a returning guest. Coming back to SmackDown for the first time in 15 years, Sam, you got to be all about right. it, is The Rock. Dude, like, obviously, even if he hasn't wrestled in a, in a while, who knows if he can, if God knows if insurance will even hold him. But I really hope he does do a little stint. Maybe, like, I think you said something to me earlier, a little two-on-two action. I think he would tag with Roman Reigns against Harper and Rowan. That's keep, what keep I Keep it in the family. That, that's would, a, that would that's be cool. 100% what I think. Or he would... Roman would turn on him and go full heel like he would be such a good heel. Yeah. I would love Roman Reigns if he was a heel and he like spears but, the rock but and then I, they wrestle at Mania. But they might not do that because he wants to be in the next Fast and the Furious, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I just, oh man, I'm like salivating over a, a Roman heel turn because I think he is just a sh- dog shit baby face. Yeah, I, I, I know be, you're not his fan, but I, I know you want him to do good. I want, I, yeah. Well, who doesn't want him as a man to do well because of his you know ailment or whatever, yeah. but like, for the love of God, he's dry as shit. Yeah. He's just dry. Spear. Superman punch. The stupidest yeah. name for a wrestling maneuver I've ever heard in my life. But regardless, The Rock's coming back, and there is news that Maybe even bigger news for the newer wrestling fan, not the Attitude fan like you and I, but the newer wrestling fan, which is, again, I guess me and, and Rob. I know Rob would be psyched about this news. After years and years of being away, it is rumored that not as a wrestler, but as a backstage host slash personality on TV, CM Punk yeah, returning. No, that's what I heard. I was going to send you the link, but... The link didn't look that credible, so it's like it's all over the place. Is it okay? Well, Multiple I, I, credible wrestling sites have been reported, and I was like, you know what? I'll wait. And I said, if it's true, I was like, I'm pretty sure Greg's going to have this written down. And you know what? If it's if he comes back as a wrestler, goddamn, I'm watching every second when he's on that screen. See, I just I don't know him as a wrestler. He's the best. The only thing I've known him is he's 0 2 in UFC. That's he's, all I know. Look, I don't think I've watched anything of him at CM wrestling. Punk made sports entertainment wrestling. Okay. He he turned it into believable um he was like for the everyman, he was straight edge, but he was also punk, but he was also just 
so athletic and kick yeah. ass, and he was so good at what he did. Because I know he said before that he'd never wrestle again. So do you think you don't think he? Yeah, everybody says that. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in wrestling at uh, one point. And they how many times did Mick Foley retire, or Ric Flair, or, Flair yeah. or Terry Funk, or you know the Undertaker, like Hogan? Ho- well, Hogan's a racist piece of shit. But like, <laughs> how how many peep times did like you know the Ultimate Warrior? Comes back, gives yeah. his heartfelt speech about loving the fans, and dies the next night. Like, was holy it two days shit. Later? No, it was Tuesday. He died Tuesday after going on Monday Night Raw. That's so crazy. It was insane. He said, I love you, my heart will always have you, and then had a heart attack. Like, you want to talk about somebody dying in the ring, for fuck's sake. Yeah, um, you know, Andre the Giant, that documentary, yeah. right? Like, that was one of the most gripping documentaries. But CM Punk, man, the WWE Network has a two-hour-ish CM Punk documentary called The Best in the World. Um, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Ryan Simmons it. is in it. Is he? Mm-hmm. I might have checked that out. It's really, really yeah. good. Uh, but regardless, he might come back. So there's a lot of things happening in the WWE. On top of Friday Night SmackDown, on top of The Rock, possibly CM Punk. We have WWE Hell in a Cell 2019 this weekend, and I just wanted to go over the card with you real quick. Do a quick, 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 okay. quick preview. Uh, Seth Rollins, the Universal Champion, in a Hell in a Cell versus The Fiend. Brian. Oh, oh that'll be a good match. Match of the year, that'll potentially, be a good match. In, in the WWE. I won't say across the world, but this, to me, I haven't looked forward to a match more than this in a long time. That, that, that's good to hear. Long I, I time. like Seth Rollins, and I, and I like... The fiend, like I he kind of re- reinvented himself, just like yeah. what Matt Hardy did, and yeah. kind of brought it brought it back, and people and, are hyped. And he's again. the one who came up with the idea, and he's just going to the moon yeah. with this man. Oh, the fiend is the fucking best. Sell merch, baby. I couldn't be more pumped because the fiend is winning, and like it's happening. He's going yeah. to win the universal title. I have a my fear is that when he wins the universal title, two things have to happen. Number one, he gets overexposed, and I hate that. And where when he does his creepy promos, he wears a big red ugly belt. I hate that idea. I like him being that scary thing yeah. that doesn't need to be a champion to be great. But number two, when you're the champion, that means you eventually have to lose. Yeah. You eventually have to lose and someone's going to beat you. And if Let he doesn't win the title, me. right, if he was never in this title picture, he could have gone undefeated for years. True. And he could have been that scary, fucking disgusting force. And and I that's where I'm like, holy shit, he just debuted two months ago and he's already going for the belt. Like that's a really yeah, fast, fast that push. Is fast. Um but him and the uh, demon needs to happen. It did. It was his only it was the fiend's first and only match so far. Oh, you mean the actual demon, not just Finn Balor. Exactly. I'll get to Finn Balor in a second though. Okay, it's good to see. Uh, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks in a hell in a That'll cell. That'll be a good match. It's going to be a great yeah, match they're, again. They're two feisty girls. Yeah, dude, two for two. Uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus Rowan and Harper. So I'm telling uh, you, The Rock could yeah. just step in, punch Daniel Bryan in the face, and uh-huh. say, I'm stepping in your spot. And then they squish Daniel Bryan, who is, you know, the, one of the most influential hate. wrestlers yeah, in the last decade. Awesome. But yeah, like that's where I think The Rock could make an impact. Um,. WWE Hell in a Cell for the WWE Championship. We don't know because on Friday night the belt's being defended, so maybe it ends in a dusty finish and there's yeah. maybe a disqualification or something. Rey Mysterio could get involved after what happened on Raw when Brock beat the shit out of his kid. Uh, and then, dude, he took him from the crowd and just tossed him into the thing and just beat the living. Like, it looked real. Yeah. It looked like he legitimately beat the shit out of Rey's kid. Uh, people were like on Twitter, like child abuse. Like, yeah, what the hell? Like, He's 22, but like he literally <laughs> beat the shit out of the kid. I uh, was just tossing Damn. him, smacking him on his head and everything. Uh, I think that match on Friday could end in a disqualification where Ray gets involved and then they just do a rematch at yeah. the pay per view. 
Um, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Charlotte. I kind of like at this Char- point. I go Charlotte. Charlotte's the challenger. Bailey's the champ. Bailey's a heel. Charlotte's like a tweener. Uh, I think Charlotte takes it. I think I think Bailey. Bailey's on a fucking streak. She's in the best streak of her career, and I think Let a win versus Charlotte would really, really cement that she is a primetime main event star. So I think they're going to let the belt stay on her. SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Revival versus the New Day for the 900th Uh, time. I'm over it. I'm kind of over that one. Kind of hope the Revival just take it. The Intercontinental Championship, Shinsuke Nakamura, the champion, versus Mustafa Ali. They've already wrestled twice in the last few weeks, and I think this is going to be... It's already one of my favorite feuds because they're two wrestlers I really love and respect. Um, I think Shinsuke's Shinsuke, yeah. probably going to retain uh, this time. Championship for the cruiserweight division, Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush. Uh, I'm going to go Drew Gulak to retain. And that's right now all we know about the card. I think one or two matches will be um, will be added to this yeah. on because of Friday Night SmackDown. But I really just wanted to talk about The Fiend. He's just the best. He's just <laughs> I, nobody better. I know you rave about him. So we had AEW and NXT, like we said, the Wednesday Night War going head-to-head. And did you – I don't think you did. I, did. You have, okay. I did not. So I got to watch both. Ashley and I watched AEW live last night where NXT I watched right after on DVR. And I wanted to stay away from Twitter because I knew if I went on Twitter, Spoilers. everything would be spoiled yeah. for me and there would be no point for me to watch NXT. And I um, was also watching the MLB playoffs on my iPad. And when something happened in an MLB playoff game, I went online to tweet about it, and I saw a spoiler. For the uh, one second that I was damn. on Twitter, it literally popped up. So I was very pissed. Um, but not only did WWE extend NXT 15 extra minutes, that way when AEW people went back and flipped over, they would have like 15 extra minutes to watch. Uh. They pulled out a lot of stops. So they started off the night in NXT. They started off the night. Adam Cole... For the NXT Damn. title versus Matt Riddle. So, so they wanted to grab your attention right no away. No commercials. And, oh, it's they smart. kept you in it. Smart. Banger of a match. That's Vince McMahon. Banger of a match. Adam Cole wins. Retains the NXT title. Hey, and guess what happens? He, Finn Balor's music hits. Oh, shit. Finn Balor. The place goes uh, nuts. Because uh, he's been quiet. He's been, he's he's been, been out hurt. since SummerSlam. Since he lost to The Fiend. We haven't seen him. So he comes down the ramp. Gets in the ring. His music playing. He's doing the ah uh, thing. Doing yeah. all that. Gets the mic. Looks at Adam Cole and says, as of right now, Finn Balor is back in NXT. Drops the mic and walks, walks out. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's what dude. Finn's the man. Meanwhile, the on AEW, you had Cody Rhodes, who is AEW's yeah, founder, yeah, he, versus Sammy Guevara, who has been all over pay-per-views. Yeah, He's got a, he wears yeah, a pando. He He's an excellent wrestler. So they started off They started off in a bang, too. And they tried to get Sammy over as best they can. They, I think, only had one commercial break, and they even went picture-in-picture. Picture. I did see a pictures of a celebrity by... Kevin Smith. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Yes. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Because Chris Jericho is in the region. Yeah. yeah. He, he, so he, he, they, they definitely had front row seats to that one. Very awkward. The promo was very bad. Was well, I, I didn't yeah. see Yeah. Yeah. So the, AEW still needs to work on its characters. Yeah. Because um, they chose uh, Evans and Angelico or Angelico to come down and like disrupt it and be heels, but they're terrible characters. And they have. They're heels, but they wear highlighter green jumpsuits. And it's very not heelish. Yeah. It's very babyface ish. And like. It was very distracting because they have no sense of how to be bad people. And then, like, Private Party shows up and all this stuff. And, and my wife's like, who's that? Who's that? Yeah. I don't know who that is. She knows Sean Spears because it was Ty Dillinger. Okay. She knows John Moxley because it was yeah. Dean Ambrose. She knows Cody. 
She knows Brandy. She knows Kenny Omega. She knows Jericho. That's about <coughs> and, it. And Finn. Well, no, I mean oh, for AEW. That's about all she knows. She knows Dustin Reynolds, even though he was Gold Dust. He's now not yeah. Gold Dust anymore. He kn- so she knows those guys. But everybody else, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, yeah. no idea. They didn't make an appearance, by the way. That was a little sad. Um, but AEW went very heavy into the wrestling. Match, 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 match. Some small televised, like pre-taped promo stuff. Um, but we got Pac. She knows Pac, too. Yeah. He was Neville. He wrestled against Haddam Hangman Page. He's a good wrestler. So it was a, a stacked card. Both shows, stacked cards. Um, we got our first AEW Women's Championship or champion. We had a Women's Championship match over on NXT. So very like, like punch for punch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very heavy stacked cards. Now NXT decided that their big shock return at the end of the show would be Tommaso Ciampa, former NXT champion who had to leave because he had neck surgery, had to give up his belt. He used to be Jeez. partners with Johnny Gargano. Unbelievable wrestler, big time heel. Love him to death. Huge pop because everybody loves Ciampa. AEW set up Jericho and LAX versus uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks as the six-man tag main event. And at the end, Jericho gets the win with a Judas Effect elbow. Cody comes in, starts beating the shit out of them. And then Sammy Guevara comes in, starts beating the shit out of Cody. And then Dustin Reynolds comes in and starts beating the shit out of the bad guys. So now you have this four-on-three thing where, like, these big factions are trying to – or five-on-four that are fighting. But all of a sudden, out of the crowd – just dives into the ring and just cleans house. You're like, who is this guy? And he looks up and I don't know if you remember him from WWE. He's probably a little after your time. And it was a little before this podcast, Jack Swagger, Jack Swagger. It sounds kind of familiar. You've watched him on old pay-per-views when we've watched Jack Swagger right around like the 2010 to 13 ish range. I'm going to show you. He then went to, um, he then went to Did he get a big pop? UFC and was undefeated in UFC. Um, here he is. This is him now. Nah, I don't this know. was him in nah, I don't WWE. Know. No. Um, man, did he get a friggin' pop and a half. Jeez yeah. Louise. He like looked up and he was just. He's he not the tall was, guy that was just like the. Remember that big tall guy? We, he just, I thought we thought his promo sucked. He was like seven foot, the big ass tall guy. He ain't guy. seven foot. No, okay, he's not him. Okay. No. He like looks up, stares into the camera, and you're just like, holy shit, he's back. And people in the crowd were like, had their hands over their faces. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, Jack Swagger. His name is now like Jack Hagar or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but regardless, really good way for AEW to end. Um, How was the ratings? And that's kind of where the, you know, the story headed. is told. <laughs> Uh, NXT, when they debuted, it was weird. The last two weeks, they just wanted to beat AEW to primetime on Wednesday nights. So what they decided to do uh, was, excuse me, was go on two weeks early. And unfortunately, because Suits didn't have their their finale done yet, they could only go one hour as opposed to two. So they were going from eight to nine and then from nine to ten was on the network. Yeah, you had to switch yeah, over yeah, from was, cable to yeah, the network, and I didn't even try. I was like, "F that, dude! I'll wait till AEW starts, and I'll just I'll watch from there." But now they're on full two hours um, on USA for that first show that they did their their premiere on USA for the one hour thing. They drew one point one uh, million, and which is a solid it's number. A, it's it's okay. about half of SmackDown, which you could say that's really first, good yeah, for the, for the miners. Yeah, I put that in yeah. quotes. That's really solid. Um, so yeah, they drew one point one million. And, uh, wait a minute. 
Oh, Jesus. Did they delete the tweet? Did they delete? Nope, they didn't. Oh. They didn't. We got it. Um, so we were. I, I predicted 1.8 million for AEW, and I predicted 1.1 for NXT. Uh, I thought AEW is going to win, especially because it's their premiere. Yeah. Right. And everybody's kind of interested and intrigued in what's going to happen and this, that, and the other. And it's on TNT, which is, you know, a very, very accessible yeah. network. Well, it turns out, uh, at AEW, 1.4 million. Beat them. 1.4 million. NXT, 891,000. Uh, Ooh. So you have to think that about 100,000 people said, I'm going to AEW. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, take my allegiances there. And where AEW made a big move and really, really hurt them. They tripled them in the 18 to 49 demographic. Reportedly. This is all reportedly. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, this is reportedly They're from Brian for Alvarez him, for um, at the Wrestling Observer. Um, you know, 90,000 Twitter followers, so he's got a lot of credibility. But tripled NXT's ratings in the 18 to 49 demo, which, by the way, is a huge demographic, yeah, number huge. one. Yeah. Number two, it's the main demographic for professional wrestling. So uh, I don't know if AEW is going to sustain that because a lot of people were saying the show was just good. But you have to remember, these characters are started. not... Well, they've had four pay-per-views. Yeah, but, but these characters are not fleshed yeah, out. Give yeah. them time to breathe. That's where I, they I have can. to do. AEW does, I will admit, you know, I've been very pro AEW on this show. Yeah. I gotta yeah. admit, they got some work to do when it comes to building characters. They gotta build these characters up, get the storylines right, yeah. and they, and you know, the ring product is great. I'm totally happy with the ring, the in-ring product, but it's like, the other stuff that makes wrestling fun, like, Ashley watches it for the storylines, not the wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe, p- people just aren't invested yet. Just give it maybe a couple more weeks, a month or two, get people invested in the characters, the story that they're trying to tell, and I, I think AEW will be fine. Sam, what do you say we start the podcast? Hey, let's, let's do it. We're jump only, into the movies. In. Start the 40 minutes. Almost. 40 minutes. Let's start with the movie. Well, start. Let's get into the movie <laughs> section. We have a review for Martin Scorsese's The Irishman coming November 1st to Netflix. It's three and a half hours, by the way. Wow. Martin Scorsese's revisionist take on the gangster genre he helped define is a story of epic proportions that benefits from subtly brilliant special effects and three knockout performances from Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. The master filmmaker has made an introspective, thoughtful, even somber film that manages to be just as entertaining as his classics, even while diving deep into the darkest souls and finding some semblance of a heart. Damn, what a read. 9-0. 9-2. That's solid. Shit, that's... Scorsese is like 70 something years old for him that they're still direct all three actors are up there and that there's this is probably all three of their you know we all retire at the same time yeah I was gonna, the, the last rides the big the last hurrahs the bad this will probably go down as the last their last I big got, movie because yeah Pesci hasn't been big in a lot of years you know but when he was it was because of Home Alone and gangster films yeah. So like he's and he's going back, back baby. Yeah. Uh, I, this is this is probably a first weekend watch. I don't know if I I got three and a half hours. This is like a like a two session for me. This yeah, is like I, a I, I start it one night, finish it the next. Watch the first hour and a half just to get invested and yeah. pick a nice spot to just boom. Right, I'll or it's it just absolutely amazing and I can't stop. Yeah, then I touched it. I cried. I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> uh, you, hey, listen, you sat through it part two, man. That was long. That was, was three hours. It was. Uh, and we recorded last week on a Wednesday, and we said it. We said, listen, as soon as we're done recording, massive news is going to drop. And our next two stories are evidence of that. Because yeah. within 12 hours of us finishing our recording last week, both giant news stories stopped, uh, dropped. And we're going to start off with huge news to the MCU, as our boy Spider-Man is back in the MCU 
for a July 2021 return for Spider-Man 3. So maybe Sony was just kind of holding out a little bit, just trying to fight for a little bit. Well, but they knew they couldn't make as good of a product with the MCU, and Marvel Disney's going to get twenty five percent, and they and they're giving twenty five. I think so. they they talked to Kevin Feige, and they needed kind of like if they really do want to take control and get him out the MCU, they need like at least a film or two or three or four just to kind of finish out these storylines. Kind of, it's you can't just move on and act like the MCU MCU never happened. I think if you did, you're, just kind of, you're, you're winging it. Well, especially with the way Far From Home ended. Yeah, you know, exactly. This and is now the holy shit, Spider-Man's on the run type deal. Yeah, and I don't know if you also saw the story where, like, Tom Holland also had, had like, a, big part had a hand. And I was like, that's cool. And so made a meme, like, uh, what, what's the goddamn quote for Spider-Man? About with great power yeah, comes exactly. great responsibility. And I was like, okay, that, that that's pretty cool. That's awesome. He kind of, you know, not, I don't know, I don't want to say fought for the role, but he kind of just wanted to stick together. I think this is obviously best for all parties, right? 100%. Um, the deal was what? Uh, 75%? 20, 20, 25 yeah. Disney Marvel is going to give 25% of the funding for the project, uh, of the budget, but they're also going to make 25% of the, the back end. So they're that going to make fine. out like bandits. They will be fine. If the movie, let's just say, if, if you didn't pick that up, if the movie has a $100 million budget, they're going to pay $25 million. If the movie makes a billion, they're going to make $250 million. Yeah, they're, so they're going to 10 times their investment. They will be fine. They are going to be just, and that, which is why Sony was like, whoa, whoa, we don't need you. 25 is a lot. But still, if you really think about it, to make a much better film, and for it to potentially gross, what, $1.2, $1.3 billion? Yeah. To give up 25% of that? Or it, to make a shitty film that might make $700 million. And, and right back to Garfield, that they go. So, but you And you might say, oh, well, then they keep all $700 million. That sounds like the same. Yes, but they're also funding the entire budget. Yep. And at this point, they're only paying 75%. With of the marketing, movie. they would probably need to gross over 700 just to almost like break, break even. even. So like you got to remember here that the, the, the part of the deal is that Marvel's paying for the film, not just receiving yeah. on the back end. So it's a good deal for everybody. I'm excited for Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man is now even getting – like Sony's going to keep the Spider-Verse going in their own oh, world. Okay. We got the Venom stuff. We got Kraven the Hunters eventually coming. And now we're getting another Spider-Man spinoff, Madame Web, which is in development at Sony and being written by the Morbius team. That's just an interesting choice out of all of kind of like. I, and Morbius, obviously, also in Spider-Verse. Yeah, she kind of never jumped out at me as well. I never my, heard of her, and Spider-Man is my favorite I freaking heard, character. I heard of her, but she wasn't a character that interests me. Like I, to be honest, I don't really give a shit. Mm, like Morbius, wow. Morbius, I I like, but Madame Web, like unless this character is. I, I, I don't even know, like, but I think if this she character a, is she a villain in that yeah, kind of vein, I, I believe okay. she is a villain. But I, I think if she was big as a character, I think we would have known about her, or I would have heard more about her. Just like even like the news that broke, people were like, oh, Madam Web, and all his characters. That's who you went with. Like, yeah. I don't. That's kind of the boat I'm in. So I mean, hey, I mean, it's great to see more stuff. Just hopefully, it, you know, makes money so we get more villains. The other big story that dropped right after we went off the air last week, Kevin Feige is making news. <sighs> Making headlines again, but not for the MCU this time, my friends. Yeah. He is going to be making a Star Wars and he, film. I did not know that he is. He even says in interviews, if he wasn't making these Marvel films, he would be watching all Star Wars stuff, all this. Because he's, he's one of the biggest Star Wars nerds. has all the toys, every collectible. He's a huge Star Wars nerd. Where does this guy find the time? To, to juggle the Marvel Universe. Now he's going to have Star Wars. I, mean, I trust him completely. Yeah. But I remember... 
a while ago, we kind of heard stories of the Star Wars films were going to kind of slow down a little bit. And now it's like, bam, you got this, bam, Game bam, bam, TV shows, bam, bam. I'm like, You got to think Whoa. of it this way. You got to think of it this way, though. They didn't put a date on this. This could be 2030. Oh, it, I mean, it, it could probably be. will be. Right? We got Phase I mean, I, 4. I, I wouldn't say 2030. I would like maybe 2025. 2025. We know. got we got Phase 4 he's dealing with. He's got Phase 5 already planned out. And like, so he's got that to do. How much attention can he possibly oh, give this? This could be a future no, project. Honestly, I think it will be that this is going to be like his baby. Like yeah. you know, I think of course. I'm what sure do they say? Twenty twenty one or twenty two for Star Wars? The hiatus, the little hiatus that they're going. I thought on. it was twenty one. Twenty one. It's two year hiatus. I thought it was twenty two because I thought we kept saying three years. That's the number that sticks out to my head. So regardless, this could be even more than that because we have the Game of Thrones trilogy. We have the uh, the who is it? Ryan Johnson getting another trilogy yeah. or something? So yeah. we have. What six more movies? Seven, eight now. So like, this this could be the very end of that. It could be twenty thirty. It really yeah. could be. Kevin Foggy's not an I mean, old I mean, dude. I would rather see Kevin Foggy's before Ryan Johnson's. I'd rather see Kevin Foggy's before any of okay. them. Just saying. Well, I'd I don't rather, know. I do maybe episode nine because that's what. Let's, well, let's no, I'm not counting that. that. I'm not okay. counting that. That okay. one's already done. Okay. That's an Abrams that's thing. That's already done. Yeah. I mean, do you want to see it? Do you want to see Weiss and Benioff's I mean, I, Game of, of Wars? Game of Stars. I, I will support them. Yes. Fuck that. I'm. I, I'm gonna of course see him. Butthurt. No, I'm not gonna. He's like, he's gonna be the see like. Yo, is, I'm is, still butthurt. No, you know what I'm actually only butthurt about with Game of Thrones? The fact that they Seriously. won an Emmy. Oh. What the fuck? No. I, see, honestly, I feel like that's fuck that's that. their bow. That's their bow. Like that's fine. There's no. There were so many better shows though. They just. That, that's why it's all bullshit. That's why I don't put any stock into awards. Service. I never did because. Of but shit like that. Give a nice bow. It's a you good, it's handed good. them an Emmy good just because their name. He's doing good. See my boy. Black Knight getting ready to do his thing. Fuck him. I can't. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> we, we got a trailer for the Birds of Prey film in the Emancipated Tale of Harley Quinn or whatever know, it is. I don't know how the hell I feel about this. Um, I watched the trailer It twice. just looks all over the place. It totally looks all over the place. Very well put. Um, there's a lot of exposition in the trailer. She literally says in there, me and the joke, we broke up. Yeah, and Mr. She throws in Mr. Mr. J. J. We broke up. She throws the knife at his picture. Like, we're apparently going to see him for a brief second in the breakup scene, Jared Leto's version. So, who knows what that'll look like. But, like, this movie's... She, she in the friggin' trailer alone, she recruits... Um, oh, man. Mary Beth Weinstead. What's the name of her character? The one that follows you around. The one that follows you around. Yeah, I can't think of the character's name. Huntress? Yes, thank you. She recruits Huntress. She recruits Black Canary. Yeah. She recruits... Which I don't like that... Version of that Black version Canary. of Black. I don't like the singer rocker. That's not... To me, that's not the, the Black Canary that I like. So yeah. I'm like, ah. Yeah, and then you also... Uh, she also recruits the chick from White Men Can't Jump. So... I, I, oh, oh, oh. Um, Rosie Mendez? Yep, 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 that's her. And, and like, she, she's actually playing... And then a kid... A little Asian kid. She could, potentially could be playing another DC character, like a uh, hero. The second, no, the second iteration of the question. If you didn't know, yeah. I, I, I prefer the first, but she's cool too. Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya is the character she's playing in the movie. Um, where I'm at is like this movie seems very confused. The best part of it, a hyena. Oh yeah, she, well, yeah, but she usually has two. Usually, anime series, series she had two, but just to get one, like to me, the I other one's like, in the Lion King right now. It could be. It'd be cool maybe if they meet down the road. She has two, but one, one is cool enough. Well, they only had so much CG money. Yeah, I mean, they only had so much budget for that. I, I, I just don't like. She, like, I, I want to like the film, tail. but it just, it just looks sloppy. 
You know, like Black Mask. Like, does Yoda Black Mask great? looks not great. You didn't even Obi- have a Obi Wan. Like, no, you don't ever see his mask, do you? I just does he have a black? Because if he you see him with a, the black glove with the white thumb, yeah, you that, see that. That means Dookie to me. That's nothing. If he doesn't have a black mask in this movie, he will. Poop. Oh, he will. But there's there's cool. a set photo of him with the black Good. mask. Yeah, there was a set photo. So he, he will have a black mask. We didn't see it in the trailer. And you also they didn't do a very good job of explaining who these characters were. You kind of had to know yeah. know who they yeah. were. I only knew the characters' names like Huntress and and Black Canary and who they were because I looked it up afterwards. Yeah, I, I wish I watched doing the trailer it, a couple times. Th- and I'm still confused on what the movie is. That's what I'm yeah. gonna say. Yeah, it, it's, not a lot of plot detail, but a lot of exposition. And at the then same time. what they're probably going to do. Probably the end. I could see maybe the end credit. They kind of tease Gotham City Sirens. That hundred percent to get ready for Poison Ivy for the 100%. next one. Assuming that the movie does well. Yeah. But I mean, I Margot Robbie. She's beautiful. I think she's great. This Harley Quinn. I think she, she just went a little bit wacky with it. Like, I, I would have maybe drew it in a little bit more and changed her costumes up a little bit. A couple things that I'm. I well, they're going for that same glow highlighter yeah. neon yeah. kind of thing it's, that they it, it that looks, we had in it's Suicide like a Squad. Remixed of Suicide, Suicide Squad. It's very, very much so. It looks like that. Hopefully, it's not as Suicide Squad was actually darker than you think. The trailers and stuff had all that glowy to it, but the movie was kind of just in a rainstorm. Yeah, I, I actually watched the last twenty minutes of it the other night, and it still is terrible. Yeah. So we, I can confirm, yeah. but this movie just—it's. I, I love the the way you put it. It just kind of looks like it has no. It has no idea. I don't know if it knows what's, what it wants to be. Um, I, I just hope it's watchable when they're showing this film that they're taking audiences kind of reception not just like ah no this is this is the film that we're releasing like listen to people because on oh, the pre-screenings yeah so i don't I, know how I, much you could change at that point i'm I'm sure they shot a boatload of shit that they kind of you're not gonna do like they're stuff. doing with sonic apparently well <laughs> that's rerun that whole movie uh i i just uh, listen, it's a movie I'm going to give a chance to because I like Margot Robbie as an actress. I like Harley Quinn as a character. I like the idea of the film, and I like the whole female thing. I, I'm down with that. I like the teasing before you get to the Gotham City Sirens and actually like seeing Poison Ivy and, yeah. and all the bigger main series Batman villains. Um, but I just wish I knew what the hell I was about to watch. That's I all. mean, I'm going to ha- say it no matter what, but I'm kind of just going in with like – I have to go in with no expectations. I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the hype I had just kind of, like, simmered out. Sure. Kevin Smith announces Clerks 3 with the original cast returning. I mean, that that's cool. Like, I I, I don't even think I ever really watched Clerks, Clerks, Clerks 2. Clerks 2, as shit on as it gets, it's one of my is top it, three Clark, Clerks, I Kevin think Smith a, films. will always be kind of like a cult. will always have that cult following. You just, never go ass to mouth. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rosario Dawson... Right, like she was awesome in that flick. Yeah, she awesome. was, dude. She when was. You, anytime you do a Michael Jackson sing along on a rooftop to a fast food joint, I'm there for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. there for it. My favorite part of Clerks Two, the bonus disc, the behind the scenes making of, is really, yeah. really I, good. I, I, I probably better in the movie. It's, uh, it's, it's up there. It's yeah. really, really yeah. good. Uh, you know, you had pussy trolls and all that yeah. funny shit. And I mean, like Kevin Smith isn't what he used to be from a writing perspective. Like you can only get away with so much grotesque like dick joke humor yeah you can only get away with so much. that's why south park is kind of fading on me yeah. a little bit like you can only get away with so much before you just kind of get tired of it yeah. or you mature yeah as you mature <laughs> yeah. the movie must mature as well uh but uh i have to say i, I i'm not i'm not going to theaters to say it i'm, I'm, I'm most likely gonna skip it in its entirety i'm 1000 percent skipping the reboot of jay and silent bob and that's probably why I'm going to skip Clerks 3, because Kevin yeah. Smith films haven't been good to me in over a decade. Um, Clerks 2 was 2006. so And there haven't been like a ton over the last decade, but 
What incentive do I have? After watching that horrible bullshit Jay and Silent Bob reboot trailer, nothing, I don't think uh-huh. even Dante and Randall are going to get me back in this film. And I love those two characters yeah. very, yeah. very much. Travis Knight, who d- uh, directed Bumblebee, is in talks to take over directing the Uncharted film, making it, I think, the sixth potential director for this film. This yeah. film has had more problems than The Flash. Yeah, it's just, this is coming to Flash awful. territory. I still got to see Bumblebee. I, I, so I, really? I've heard people say I that, saw the first 10 minutes. It wasn't bad. I heard people say it was the best yeah. Transformers film. Like, yeah. they, that and the first one, they said it were the best ones. John so. Cena in isn't yeah, he is, he is. but I, I've never seen. So I might just pick this up on Blu-ray just just to bang this one out. But hey, if it's as good as people saying, then I, I guess I gotta have faith in Travis Knight because I'm here for an Uncharted movie. Yeah, me too, and especially a Tom Holland like yeah. Uncharted movie. Like I, we want I we want the Nathan Fillion, but we'll take Tom Holland. Yeah, if it's gonna focus around a young Nathan Drake and not an older Nathan Drake, I and let the games kind of focus on the older Nathan Drake. I'm fine with the with the Tom Holland casting. I just want it to take place in a beautiful mountain. I don't want it to take place in a town or a no, desert. Oh, yeah. Or, or an ice I want you I want on an like, island. Give me an island yeah. or like that beautiful scenery that Uncharted you, is so perfect. You want to run through a city? Save that for the second one. I'm down with that. You're gonna have a you gotta have a big car chase though. I mean that's that's oh, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. if so facto that's Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix Four is reportedly going to feature a young Neo and a young Morpheus. Although we don't know how prominently, we don't know if that's going to be the main characters when it's just Neo, yeah. um, you know, Keanu Reeves making a cameo, or if it's going to be a Keanu Reeves led Matrix with a cameo from the young. We're still very, yeah. very kind of closed off on that. Or are they going to do the the Marvel thing? Are they going to bring back Lawrence Fishburne, Keanu, and d- d- digitize them and their faces look younger? Well, apparently, because they're doing, they're casting young. They're actually going. Oh, oh they are going. They've okay. confirmed that they're casting new actors. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. They know. said the casting will be out in about two to three weeks. I, I don't know if I. I still don't know if we needed a Matrix Four. Agree. I thought we were good. Didn't with know if we needed three. a Matrix One, but that's just you know. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, hey, I I'll, went with the red pill. Hey, I'll ne- I won't say no. I'll, I'll let's see what they got for the box office. Number ten falling from number eight. Angel has fallen at one point five million dollars. Number nine. I know, hanging on to that list. Number nine falling from number six. Also hanging on to the list at one point six million is The Lion King. Number eight falling from number seven at two million dollars. Still doing well. Uh, is the good is is Good Boys again? Another movie I'm psyched to see. Number seven, new to the list, at two point nine million. Not sure if it's a bomb because I'm not. I don't know what the budget was. What was it? Um, total gross was two point nine million. Uh, Judy. I don't even know. Yeah, me neither. Number six, falling from number three at eight point five million is Rambo: Last Blood. Number five, falling from number two at ten million is Ad Astra. Number four, staying at number four is It Chapter Two at ten point two million. Number three, up. From number five at eleven point three, as it's gaining steam, gaining momentum, is Hustlers. Number two, falling from number one, is Downton Abbey at fourteen million, and number one, new to the list, seems low for an animated film coming from Universal at twenty point six million dollars, is abominable. It do- it does seem low. It does seem low for a kids animated film. I mean, it's good that it won the box office, but that eh, a little low. It's a shame. Uh, I'm pulling up the uh, upcoming now. What do we got going on in the box office this week besides Joker coming out tomorrow or today as you're listening to this? Uh, that should be easy, number one. We we are going to talk about I, it. I think it could even break the October box office record, but we'll see. We, we will talk about it next week 
uh, as Sam is seeing it very, very soon. Yes. Um, and I will, I hope to see it this week too. Um, so the week of October 11th coming soon is Gemini man. The- that looks awesome. Actually. <sighs> will Smith. The trailer was cool. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll yeah, give it. That. It the looks cool. cool. I'm interested. The trailer was cool. But, uh, but Joker first, uh, the Adams family, Jexy, the sky is pink. Wow. The reboot's coming out next week. Jane Silent Bob. October fifteenth. Pretty fast. That's really fast. And I think it's only in theaters like for a short time. I hope That's not so. a one day thing, or is it? No, I don't know. It's the fifteenth, so it's yeah. off cycle. Cool. The eighteenth, we're getting Zombieland oh. two and Maleficent two, so we're getting like that's gonna be tough. We're getting we're getting back on track here with some with some high profile flicks getting back in theaters. Sam, I'm gonna kick it over to you here for the TV section for your spoiler free impressions of episode four of Titans season two, Aqualad. Favorite episode so of, far of Titan season two or of Titans. Uh, I I, did, I would just say right now season two, just right now because I you know I can't really pick what episode's my favorite. Who's playing one. Aqualad? I don't know the actor's name off. I I kind of like that. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Listen, want that's why I, I, I don't know anybody from these ty- from the Titans. And it's show, not. The, it's like it's. It. I think it's it's the Garth version of Aqualad. It's something the version I would prefer, but I think we, we you'll you'll understand. But he, I thought he was great. I thought the whole cast was great. Everything kind of it it this this season. The Titans has, has finally found their footing. The one they were, they kind of, I don't think they knew what they wanted yet. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like you, you see them, you know, when they well, were Titans. One, one was just episode and then deviation, yeah. side project, episode, side project. This, it seems like it's following yes, a more it, of a it, story. Exactly. And it's, I'm, I'm so, like, tomorrow's episode, mm-hmm. I'm off from work, 9 a.m. I, I know what it's called. I and, saw the name of it. We're it's, getting it's a Deathstroke episode. And, like, it's... Have, way- has he been formally introduced yet? Yes, you, you have seen him, not long, but you have seen him as Slade Wilson, and you've seen him as Deathstroke. You, obviously, you already seen his son, Jericho. You've seen his daughter, Rose, who be- eventually becomes Ravenger. I, I, I just I just Jericho looks cool in this. In this show, in season two, he looks cool. Yeah. I don't. I, haven't I watched think we're going to see more of him more towards the end. I think we'll get yeah blind right or deaf. Yeah, at blind. both. No, 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 no. He's just deaf. Just blind. Just deaf. Just deaf. Just deaf. Okay. Um. Yeah, Jericho can see. He can sign. He yeah. signs. Yeah, he right? signs. Yeah, he, yeah, he signs. Yeah. Um. I do. I do. I, I love Minka Kelly as as, as Dawn Hawk. Alan, are they in it a lot? Yeah, this season? yeah, they are. Okay, Alan, cool. Alan Richardson. They're great. They had some fight scenes. In this one, maybe I will get back into it. Even even Aqua, the way they kind of use the this kind of CG with water and stuff with him, like that's pretty cool. And just and just seeing Dick Grayson just slowly, just you know, he like who who are you? Like you're not Robin. So it's just like they're pushing. Like a, I'm like, come on, Nightwing, come on, Nightwing, just wait for the tease. So I'm hyped. Just I really can't wait to watch tomorrow's episode, episode five, titled Deathstroke. Technically, today's episode, Sam. This episode drops on Friday. So enjoy the episode, everybody. <laughs> Uh, another awesome show that just got a new season announced and it was kind of inevitable. Inevitable, we knew yeah. it was going to happen. Stranger Things gets season four announced, but alongside of that inevitability, we got a nice piece of news. The Duffer Brothers, who were in charge of creating and directing uh, Stranger Things, executive producers, I guess, uh, they have been locked up by Netflix on an exclusive deal that will cover multiple shows and films. They're not in Hawkins anymore. What? That could have been your intro. It could have been, but I... I now mean, it could be I your outro. No, no, but I, I hey, he, they, they wrote a, gr- a great show. Season four that it's probably going to be in Russia. I'd imagine that they're going to nah. maybe... No, it's going to be wherever they move to. Yeah, I, I thought maybe... Russia will take place a little bit because that's probably where Hopper is. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler. Probably is the <laughs> American... Think? 
Probably. They might be throwing us on our head. Yeah. It might be Barb. Who knows? No. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. This is Russia. No, it's going to take place in the spot where they move to. Yeah. And I think the, and Michael come home from vacation um, over the holidays. And it'll probably take place over Thanksgiving is what I think. And it, and it makes sense for Netflix to lock them up. You don't want them signing off somewhere else. You know, Hopefully they can write a couple more shows to them. That this well, they they did pony. say that four was probably going to be the last. I thought they said they're five. I wouldn't mind five. I, I thought I, maybe I, it was five. Yeah, was I'm five. pretty sure they said they they can't. I could have sworn three and four or, were the last. Or the story, if they want to tell the full story, he said we. I think we need five seasons. So hey, I, I'm I'm here for season four, season five. Shit, if they want to do season six, I'm here for uh, it. Yeah, what I don't want is a season seven, eight, nine, ten where no, it gets no, 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 just drag. Yeah. Like we saw what happened to shows like Dexter and Weeds that are just they hung on way too yeah. long. Yeah, I'm after, after five. five, after five, look, look at Breaking, look at Breaking Bad, look at Game of Thrones. That that show was perfect for five five seasons and then six seven eight six was okay or six was shit five was breaking bad was was almost goddamn cinematic perfection or small screen perfection look at sopranos was six seasons yeah perfect uh what do we got disney plus the disney plus obi-wan series gets deborah cho to to direct it cho actually previously directed it could be chow previously directed episodes of better call saw fear the walking dead jessica jones and mr robot amongst others i mean i've I That's think. gotta yeah, gotta have I mean, pretty look, much look, complete. I mean, her, her resume, track yeah, her her resume kind of speaks for herself there. So I'm I'm all for it. Uh, last story here in TV is The Walking Dead season ten premiere is available to watch right now if you have AMC Premiere. If you do not have that subscription service, well, it's two days from now. It'll happen on Sunday. It's You're in there. I mean, it's I'm, this Sunday. I'm, it's the same day as Hell in a Cell. See, I'm, I get pissed because when all the DC shows are coming back, so and this show comes on, so it's like fuck uh, this so, show. So I always kind of throw it. You should have been out of this show years ago. So I, I just kind of throw it on the back burner. This but, is the this marks the sixth year anniversary that I've been out on this show. You're a better man than me, my friend. Fuck this. I've, nev- I've never seen a full episode of Fear the Walking Dead. I've probably seen about 15 minutes. Dude, that's you. You don't need any of it. Trust me, I'm doing you a favor. And I'll take over in the gaming space, ukulele, and the impossible layer review. Uh, this was my most anticipated platformer of the year. Finally out. Um, I'll give my quick thoughts on it in a second. After I read this review from, obviously, per IGN, as all of our reviews are. Uh, except unless we give a personal review. Ukulele and the impossible layer is an excellent 2D platformer nice. full of surprises and delights for fans nostalgic for the glory days of the genre. With some clever approaches to the final boss fight, the overworld map, and refreshing levels for repeat playthroughs, this one sits in the top tier of platformers, just like modern classics like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I know. 8-7. I was expecting yeah, I know. Yeah, come on. Um, so I wrote on Twitter about this game. Real quick, and I will just read the tweet. Ukulele. So, uh, Andy Robinson, who play, who works uh, for Platonic, or used to work for Platonic, which is the company that makes ukulele, said, uh, Ukulele in the possible area is officially excellent. This game was by no means the limit of its team's potential. Congratulations. I love working on this. Then gives all the scores. IGN, 8.7. Xbox, 80. Games Radar, 8. PSU, 8.5. Game, uh, God is a Geek, 9.5. Nintendo Life, 9. So really good scores. I then wrote on top of that, this is one of my most anticipated platformers in recent memory. I'm not going to make the jump because it's $30. However, 
I will inevitably wait till it's on sale, and at some point, this will be a stone cold contender for my indie game of the year. So as wow. soon as this game goes on sale, I'll buy Your it pick immediately. Hundred percent. I I am happy at the nineteen ninety nine spot, and I think that'll happen at Black Friday. It's yeah, one more month. If not, exactly. I'm so close to it because I still have to finish Link's Awakening. Still have Pokemon's one more chapter. Luigi's Mansion's right around the corner. So I'm like completely <laughs> set. I'm completely set. <laughs> and we got some more Pokemon news. Pokemon Sword and Shield. We got some updates. Major ones, which is awesome. Um, I probably should have done a better job of having this article. Que- oh, I do. Can you get my iPad? I actually have oh, the article queued up on my everywhere, iPad. Everywhere. Whatever. It's, hey, listen. It's carpeted. It is. That's the beautiful thing about it. In this ba- I don't care. Don't worry about it. See? Got it. There. Queued it up on my yeah. iPad. Was hoping that I'd have this ready for you. Uh, let's see. Here are all the biggest new things revealed for Sword and Shield. Pokemon that have been cut from the national decks will return in the future. We kind of knew that already, though. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty inevitable. People were really pissed about the national decks thing. But Pokemon producer Junichi Masuda confirmed such, so that's good. Uh, this is especially true since Pokemon Home will uh, have all your Pokemon in one single spot. Uh, autosave has been confirmed for the game, about time. which is the first time in any Pokemon <laughs> game that autosave time. will be there. Come you on. can turn it off if you'd like to just manually save it no, and keep that. the nostalgic integrity of the game, which I will be doing. I don't Get want bent. autosave. I don't want autosave. You know, I hate autosaving games. Really? Yeah, dude. I go past a certain point and save it. What if I wanted to go back five seconds and if I missed a collectible? Now I got to start the game over? You kidding me? I just or I yeah, just yeah, miss it. I guess I don't like autosave. Give me uh, it I, takes me two seconds to save a game. But like in PS4, I love an autosave. I, I hate it. I love it. I hate autosave in any console. I just hate it. Give me the manual save. It doesn't take me very long. Uh, let's see. There are eighteen gyms. Probably should have led with this one. There are yeah. eighteen gyms in Sword and Shield. They are going to be divided between the major and the minor leagues. So the way awesome. that works is, um, in real life in soccer. There are uh, A leagues and B leagues. You ever hear of the English Premier League? Yeah. Manchester United, Manchester City. Well, at the end of every season, the bottom one or two teams get relegated to the minors. And then the top two teams from the B division get called up up to the majors. So they flip-flop every year. Technically, Manchester United could be ousted. They just never will because they've been a perennial powerhouse for so long, like Liverpool and... Uh, Chelsea, I think even one year Chelsea might even gotten relegated or maybe Liverpool. But regardless, that's the way they're going to work this. It's, it's in the story, there's major and minor leagues yeah. like the ghost gym or the fighting gym. Which one do you get? Well, it depends on your version. So it, they're, they're going to play that game. But 18 gyms in one region, that tells me we're probably not going back to any previous regions yeah. like in the old games. But if I can stay in Galar for 18 gyms, that's that's a lot of content. Well, and you give me more battles instead of just doing like the Elite Four or whatever. Like you have 18 I, gyms to choose from. Like that, that's I would love cool. it if the other 10 gyms, after you beat their first eight, uh, I would love it if the other 10 gyms are available post Elite Four. Like you've unlocked the majors. Like you go through the minors to get to the Elite Four. You know what I'd also like? And then like, you can go through the majors. I would like that. After you beat the game or you beat a gym, like the next time you. you you fight them; they're a little bit stronger. That happens almost every game. That yeah. is, that even happened in Let's Go, which is the easiest. Like they game. they they go up in level. Like you like, battle at, at sixty, yeah. then they're 65, 70, 75. Not every time; it's only like once they get a big bump. But like Brock, for example, he's got what a level twelve Onyx yeah. and a level thirteen or level twelve Geo Dune, level thirteen Onyx or something. Next time you fight him, he's got a Rhyperior at level forty five yeah. and a Steelix. Like he's they, well, but they you all. Know, but you know what I'm you saying? You can like, battle if, them all; and they you get gave, much better. Like, it just 
I think it would just be more. It would be more fun when you go back to re-beat yeah, them. Almost a every bit game. Stronger. Almost like, every cool. game has that. Cool. Um, experience share is no longer in the game. Uh, I know for people like us who don't have time to grind, that kind of sucks, right? But it's because all of your Pokemon are going to get experience equally. So even if only one, if let's say you have Pikachu, insert meme of the guy blinking. Yeah, right. Uh, let's say you have Pikachu battling and Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur in your party. Yeah. When Pikachu wins a battle, everyone gets the same amount of experience, not just Pikachu. So it's just automatic experience here. For everyone. Okay. So you you can't even get around it. I fucking wow. hate that. So like you liked it before where at least you could choose to like want it. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. Um, I'm sure there's a way to turn it off. It says that right now there isn't, but who knows? The yeah. game's still two months away or a month and a half away. Uh, I would really, really, really prefer if experience share um, wasn't everybody gets the same amount. If yeah. you get – I like the experience share from Gen 7 where the Pokemon that's in battle gets the full experience and everybody else gets it's like half. A half. Yeah, I like I'd be too. fine with that. I'd be totally fine with that. HMs will again not return. Cool. We Perfectly kind of knew that. Perfectly fine with that. There are new systems in place that make it so Pokemon you catch early on will remain competitive and viable for battle, even as the game progresses. No idea what that means. But um, the way that they're trying to kind of play this is, you know, Pokemon breeding, where you like lay yeah. the eggs I, and I stuff? Never, I wasn't a fan of that. A lot of people love doing it, or they do it. They might hate doing it, but they do it to get the perfect IVs yeah. in their Pokemon. You do it to get stats. Yeah. You do it to breed the perfect Pokemon, the perfect stats. IVs, EVs, DVs. And um, Pokemon Sword and Shield are kind of de-emphasizing that because it's a lot of work yeah, to get a perfect yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I, don't, I, um, I never did There will me. be new systems in place to make it a little bit easier for you to get the perfect Pokemon. So, like, I like that. I'm not a competitive battler, so that doesn't mean much yeah. to me. But lots of cool updates coming to Sword and Shield. Um, a lot of which we kind of saw coming, except for that 18 gym one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and the game's already freaking going to like sell like crazy anyway. They don't need to do any more news. Like they're good. That's probably going to be a I don't know 17 million. Jesus, Mario Maker Two gets a major update that mostly everyone wanted. You can play with your friends online. Fucking funny. wow. That that no, that's awesome. And you can like talk to people online while you're building the episode, or can they help you build it also? What the level? Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's cool. You can finally the this update. You could always build with your friends' levels, but you couldn't play against them competitively in like online. Oh, now you you can. only could play with strangers online, and oh, now, about time. now you can play with your friends competitively online, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I, I just don't have any friends. Well, hit a match. I'm sure you're still building. Nintendo announces a new Brain Age game for Nintendo Switch. Brain Age, very, 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 very popular cult kind of game. Not not with the mainstream, but it's a thinker. It's a think piece. Yeah. It's the brain moving. A lot of people want the game. I think it's like Mr. Kawasaka or something like that as the main character. A lot of people want him for Smash. Um, brain Age, I think there are Brain Age stages in Smash. Definitely assist trophies. Uh, brain Age is fun. Uh, not for me because I'm not smart, nor do I care anymore yeah. about flexing my brain yeah. muscle. I'm more of just, I don't remember shit, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, We accept our fate. That's kind of where I'm at in my life. <laughs> Sean Layden leaves PlayStation. I left this last not because it's the least important story. No, 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 no. I left this last because I wanted to get its individual attention. This is just as important as Reggie fils may leaving Nintendo. And I want to make that very, very clear that this is really, really sad news for PlayStation. Because Sean Layden, in my opinion, was not like 
so important to the PlayStation 4 brand because PlayStation 4 was doing really, really well regardless, and they were the number one, and they are the number one for this generation, but for PlayStation 5. That's where PlayStation's going to feel the hurt for this one. PlayStation be worried? Nah. No. At the end of the day, the hardware is going to speak for itself. The games are going to speak for itself. You can find the new figurehead kind of talker, right? But to counteract my own point and make yourself correct, Xbox One, when Don Matrick was in charge and they announced the Xbox One, it just got shat yeah. on. And then Don Matrick got shat on because once the Xbox One was announced that it was DRM and you had to be online all the time to yeah. be able to even play your Xbox One and he was questioned about it, his answer was, well, then go buy an Xbox 360. Yeah. That just put him right in his grave right yeah. there, right? And then Phil Spencer takes over, and look what the brand has done yeah. since Phil Spencer took over. And everybody looks forward to talking to him, and he's just an intelligent person and a fun person to be around. And then Reggie, for years and years and years, was the face of Nintendo of America, um, was leading all the directs, and the famous line, my body is ready, that came from Reggie. Um, so, like, it does matter. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hurt them, because I think they'll find somebody else. I think where it could... Where it's going to suck is for the E3s, for the PSXs, for the conferences like that, for the state of place, for the launch of PS5. Who's going to be the one on stage? Probably. um, So PlayStation's hiring. Who in the hell? Oh, my God. The grandfather up from Japan. I can't remember what his name is. It's escaping me. Every PlayStation fan is fucking killing me for this one. Old Japanese gentleman who is like. He's like the face of PlayStation for Japan. I, I'm sorry. I just have to real quick look it up. Okay. Well, here, here's something. Do you think Sean and Reggie are forming a super group? How cool would that be? They come out with their own system. That that would be coming out of left field. Just how... to, leave, to leave two major already established yeah. Yeah. consoles to start the, something brand new? Shuhei Yoshida is who I was thinking. Um, he is the president of, I believe, Sony Interactive. But um, let's not... Also, I would be remiss to not announce, not to say that um, just like Sean Layden, the head of PlayStation in this country, left two days ago, the head of PlayStation Japan or Asia, uh, Atushi Morita, left as well. So they're losing a lot of big executives. I don't think they're forming a super company. A fourth console is just fucking impossible. We have our three players, and even still, Microsoft is kind of like fading. Yeah. So, like, we. We're very, very viable in our system, and we have Stadia coming out. How, it yeah. would be very, very Google of Google to go buy Reggie and buy Sean Layden yeah. and say, be our face. And it would not shock me if Sean Layden is the face of Google Stadia moving forward. Um, Wouldn't that be a swerve? Google's got dude, Google's, uh, infinite Google's, money. They got infinite more money. money than Sony. Yeah. And you'd think Sony would have, you know, if so facto. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised what he's doing. I didn't read his statement, so I don't know if he's actually just going off to the yeah. pasture to be with the fam. He's got plenty of money, but this is a big piece of news for for PlayStation. Maybe not for like the casual, right? Yeah. The casual won't ever notice. But for me, who wants to watch the launch of the five and loves watching E three press conferences yeah. and all that, he was such a good personality, and I know I'll miss him. Yeah, they're, they're his, the next guy or lady has some big shoes to fill. Sam, what's your CGC spotlight this week? Yeah, we've been quiet for about a month, waiting for a couple of things. Even though this book I'm about to say I sold a little over a month ago, Joker number one. Figure with the release of Joker, I thought this was a good time to do it. I had a 9.8 white pages. Mm. CGC was beautiful. It came out in May 1975. 
Denny O'Neill story. Was it Irv Novak and Dick Gordano story? And then Dick Gordano cover. Last 9.8 sale was 680. There's only nine, nine 680. Yeah, $680. I, I wish. <laughs> There's only 91 9.8s on the census. There's 200. Why does that seem like a low price then? It, it's well, I wouldn't say it's it's not that low. But I mean, ninety one, technically ninety other copies out there. So it's like you know, it's not like it's rare, but it's not like you know. Well, like, that means less than a hundred people on Earth own it. Yeah, in and, that and, condition. And it, yeah, that's seems rare to me. It, 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 I mean, it is obviously, but, but for for the prices that get thrown around for books that you tell me, three grand. For but this, again, this grand, is this is less it's, than it's a, a bronze age. It's only it's only right. nineteen seventy five, so it's right. not so that it's not the nineteen thirties exactly. Right, right. So again, there's there was two hundred thirty nine nine point sixes and two hundred and seven nine point four. So it's right. it's you know it the book its itself isn't rare, but maybe your yeah. And there's there's, Number, there's no grade, nine there's grade. no nine nines on the census and yeah. it, it, it's it's a cool cover it was only a nine issue comic run I think I'm gonna try to grab it and roll instead of just having it graded but <clears throat> let me give you a little synopsis or and we're just basically the whole story the basically starts <laughs> this guy Alvarez he he breaks Two Face out of Arkham Joker sees this and says can you can you break me out of prison also and he says I I'm looking for a superior criminal and he says no and I guess Joker gets butt hurt he gets pissed. He eventually is trying to escape. He finds a balloon, inflates it with with helium, and literally floats out of jail. You know, I think it was like later in that night, Alvarez and Two-Face are in a hotel. They're trying to basically make up a plan to steal these uh, Spanish doubloons. Joker and I think a guy or two sneak in their place to try to, you know, get one up them. Um, Joker, or Joker, Two-Face escapes. Joker's pissed. I think he punches his, his henchman. Joker finds Two-Face later. Two-Face overpowers him and basically going to, like, cut him in half with a saw. But, like Joker, I think it's actually the first time he uses his poison lapel on his suit. I think that's that's a nice little touch. I want to double-check that. But I think that's the first time he uses it. He breaks the ropes. Little do they know that Alvarez was already called by the police. And he puts fake, uh, fake Spanish doubloons there. So when they go and fight for fake doubloons, cops already know about it, they're in, they both get arrested, everyone goes to jail. I just thought it was a cool issue, Joker number one, May 1975, it's, I think it's going to go up a little bit in price because of the Joker movie, so I, I figured it already would have. It, it, it definitely rose, which is kind of why I, I sold it, just to make a few bucks, because I, I bought it for $40 raw, and just I, I got really lucky, but I, I think if you want to buy this book in a 9-8, I'd say you just wait until after, let this Joker movie kind of calm down a little bit, and then the price will come down. But Joker number one. Sam, we're going to stick with you. What's your pick of the week? Pick of the week. I saw a movie. It's called 10 Minutes Gone. It's brand new. I think it came out last week. Michael Chiklis and Bruce Willis. Now, if you just want to quit, sometimes you just want to see that movie. I think it's only 88 minutes long. If you just want to kind of get in, get out, tell a quick story. I think that like I just kind of put this something on just to kind of like hold me over, and then I just found myself just I didn't want to do what I was doing. I wanted to watch this movie, and basically it's it's just crew. They break into the Federal Reserve Bank, and like all movies, things go sideways. And basically, the movie trying to say is who was the one that kind of flipped and turned on him, and it's everyone pointing fingers. They're after this guy, and to me, like what I really liked about this. Did you ever watch the show The Shield? With Michael Chiklis on FX, it was I, I thought it was one of his probably best shows he ever was on. The Shield, such a great show. This show just was just Michael Chiklis just just fucking up people, hunting them down, trying to find out, you know, who killed his brother, who turned on who, and it's it's 
I just thought it was really, Bruce Willis really only had a small part, which was fun. Mainly go see Michael Chiklis because I just thought he was back. Like, like it just reminded me of The Shield. So 10, 10 minutes gone. If you got an hour and a half to watch, check it out. I'm going away from music. It's good to see. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you were going to do the early November since we, we hyped it up in the beginning. No, no, no. I was going to go GDQX. I didn't even talk about GDQX, and it happened last weekend. I usually cover every GDQ in painful yeah, detail. Yeah, I didn't go there. You want to know why I didn't go there, Sam? It's because as an adult now... Hockey's back? I was laying flooring all weekend with a fever, uh-huh. so I missed the entire thing, basically. Uh-huh. And I have only caught, I don't know, 10 runs, and I wanted to watch Yeah, because yeah, you got sick legit the next day after the podcast. Correct. Last week's podcast. Correct. So very lucky we recorded a day early. Because you had no voice for a couple of days. That's right. And I did, and for the Eagles game included. And then I... After coming off that fever, I was I laid 354 square feet of laminate flooring in our bedrooms, and I should not have done that sick. Yeah. And it was very, very painful and but, awful. Uh, it looks very nice. You guys did a great job. Thank you. I stuffed the baseboards up. But I went in the movies because uh, when I wasn't feeling so well, I went on a binge. I watched four or five different movies, so I have a couple of picks of the week He, he threw some up, in the bank. <laughs> coming up. Um, Sam, it's my favorite film of the year, and it came out this year. So right now it's... Don't tell me it's the fucking Beatles movie. Yesterday. God. I'm just upset with you. It's so good. I I, I just wish I I, I didn't know it, but I just know you too well. I know you too (laughs) well. well. I have an affinity for music movies. You know, Hearts Beat Loud. Out of all things, out of every movie that came out this year. Sam, I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) So I keep list of every movie that I watch. And I already have like a picks of the year thing yeah. that I just kind of put down so I don't get fucking yeah. last second throwing things in there and I'll forget things. Um, we'll, we'll see this again in December. Well, you also have to remember Joker. I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen El Camino yet. I see Joker. I haven't yeah. seen The Irishman yet. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. Oh, there's a lot of big so there's movies. There's a lot of big movies I haven't seen yet. But when you look at Fighting With My Family, Spider-Man, Detective Pikachu, Endgame, this... Another pick of the week we're going to have next week. The only one there may be Endgame on the list. So, well, you know, again, you and I have different... You don't like wrestling like I do, and you don't like music movies like I do. I love music movies. And this movie... I love love the... You don't love the that John thing? C. Riley movie. Yeah, right. Was that fucking Walk Hard? Walk Hard. Loved it. The, Across the, the universe. The, thought it was great. Yeah, great. Overrated, but see, it's fine. Look at, look at that movie. You don't like it. <laughs> so PG thirteen, two hours long. Uh, came out this year, and you, the, the only downfall I have a little too much Ed Sheeran, um, way too much Ed Sheeran. Probably all of Ed Sheeran. So that's right there, not the movie of the year because of the this disdain of Sheeran. <laughs> So maybe like number four. Now you hear you um, but you'd think like the way they built this movie up was, okay, something happens, an event happens, and boom, you wake up and the Beatles never existed. It's more than just the Beatles. So I, I want to point that out. I won't say like uh, what else, who else. It's like an end like, like this. The trees did it. Nope. For example, cigarettes don't exist. So when he's smoking a cigarette, somebody's like, what the hell? No, he says, I could really go for a cigarette. And the guy goes, oh, what? It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's like, are you, are you serious? So, uh, but anyway, so the not just the Beatles. amnesia. It's not just the Beatles. Um, and there are other people like him who remember the Beatles. They're just few and far between. So it's a really, really good movie. Um, it It's heavy, obviously, on Beatles music. And he does the singing. So, and by he, it's the main character, uh, Himesh Patel. 
um, who does a very, very, very good portrayal of Jack Malik. Really like the main character. Really love the manager slash potential love interest slash best friend uh, played by Lily James, Ellie Appleton. She might be my favorite part of the movie. But this is a movie where you don't have to like the Beatles to appreciate the fling, yeah. the, the film. It's really, really good. I think the first half is more is probably better than the second half. The second half, the way it ends is just a little chalk. It's not bad. It's just not very inventive. So it's they kind missed, of they what I landing. No, they hit it. They just didn't stick. So it. like a gymnast when she does her mount, she didn't she, stick. She it. took that stutter step. Exactly. It's gotcha. just a little gotcha. stutter step. Gotcha. She technically gets the points, just not a ten. Gotcha. Okay? She gets like she, an eight or she, nine. She did not stick okay. the landing. I got you. She hits the landing, and I think that's what this movie does. It ends happily enough for you to like it. It ends pleasantly enough for you to say, "Okay, I kind of saw that coming," but it didn't do that wow factor for me. And I think that's kind of where it's at. Plus, again, Ed Sheeran sucks. So, uh, <laughs> Sand Sheer. I'm down with this movie. It's my pick of the week. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite film of the year so far. Fucking can't recommend it enough. Maybe one day I'll see it. It's so just I'm, the, I'm in no rush. Maybe one day when I'm sick or something, I throw it on just to get... God damn, dude. Here's it's it's really, really good. Uh, and by the way, better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. And I Queen's praise. one of my favorite bands of all time. I, I like Queen more than the Beatles. And this movie was better than that. I will save my opinion on Rocketman for another day. Saw uh, that. I, I figured that'll be in a week or two. Yes. music. Definitely not a pick of the week. Not? How about that? So I won't see. One of out of like all those music movies, my least. So, favorite. so we, I won't see Rocket Man on I, pick of the I week. I would I wouldn't uh I wouldn't count on it. Okay. I wouldn't count on it. This was episode one fifty four, jam packed. Sam, I like this new format of like an hour twenty or less. Yeah, no, I like perfect. that. It's perfect. If we didn't talk wrestling and lilac, we'd be like forty minutes today. So I'm kind of glad we went long. Yeah, it's no, it's it nice. Uh, yeah, I, th- th- I think them two needed the needed the time. But guess what? One fifty five is going to be a huge episode because Sam and hopefully myself have is going to have seen Joker. Yeah. My plan is on Sunday morning before football to go out and go just go by myself and see Joker. If you want to see it a second time, you're more than welcome to come with me. Uh, so I'm, my plans for that. But then. Boom, October 11th, next Friday, is El Camino. So 156 is so, going to be just so, as big. And also, 156, we are going to have to record on Wednesday because I leave for Thursday for Comic-Con. That's fair enough. Um, so but we have to, the 16th is Wednesday? Yeah, we're yeah. getting, uh, what is it? We're getting 155, 156. Oh, shit, we can't record on Wednesday. I will be at a work event. That's what I was referring to before we started upstairs. We're going to have to find... Something. Might be a Tuesday. Tuesday recording. Hey, we have to do what we got to do. Maybe one of those evergreens. We'll see. Regardless, though, maybe we'll just do an El Camino spoiler cast and call it a day. Who, who knows? Because we're not going to have what, a lot what, of news. What, what a couple, what a yeah. couple things. Yeah, in a there. couple yeah. news in there. But we'll figure something out. 155, 156 promised to be really big. Then we're going to have just two episodes after that. Luigi's Mansion 3. And then a month from now, we got Pokemon Sword and Shield. And you know I'm going to be talking about it. Yeah. I will try my best to keep it spoiler free because I know Sam isn't going to get it by then. And we'll try to blow it out once you get it, right around Christmas time yeah. or whenever you get it. And I'll already be done it five times over. Yeah, you piece least, of shit. At least. <laughs> uh, this was episode 154. Can't wait to be back next week with our review of Joker for 155. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 155. Now I'm going to see the Joker.